Back at the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill Kasky here. Brian Neal, Frozen Tundra. The tape is running. Oh, you are frozen, aren't you? Well, everybody's frozen here. I wasn't. It's brutal. You weren't, were you? Where were you? Tell everyone where you were. Uh, I was. Lucky. I took four days and went to Florida and mm. went to Captiva Island. You ever been there? Oh, I have been to Captiva multiple oh, times. Oh, you have? Isn't oh, okay. it gorgeous? Where it's we, really yeah. pretty, yeah. It's f- just gorgeous, isn't it great? It's really nice, really, really nice. Really. And the place we were staying was like seven steps Long steps from a Starbucks, and of okay. course that was intriguing to me because those I are short steps to you. They were short steps. That's true. Four foot steps. Yeah. So I was there the first day, and you know I know there's a lot of celebrities on the island, uh, but I wasn't sure of the proper protocol when you see somebody. Yes. For, yeah. Th- yeah. Because the, they kind of leave them alone. Yeah. Captiva is a place. It's kind of a getaway place it for is. those who aren't from the states, and a lot of famous people go to Captiva, including the host <laughs> of the Advanced Selling Podcast, <laughs> Bill right. Kasky. While we're at it, yeah, that's right. Who's the celebrity here anyway? <laughs> So it was. Um, so did you see somebody? I did. I, I ran into. I saw this guy, and I thought, God, he looks familiar. And of course, instantly I recognized who it was. <laughs> it was Ted Koppel. Yeah. Who was uh, for those of you who are not from the U.S. He was on uh, ABC News for a while. Actually, he does some work for BBC now. I didn't know that. And also does some huh. work on NPR. So he's probably seventy-ish, but he was an icon here in love the news him. business. Love I, Ted I loved Koppel. him too. He was just great. And so he was there, and and you know, before I could could filter out what I was saying, I said, Hey, Ted, how are you? <laughs> And he looks around and smiles in a very nice way and goes, hi, how are you? And I said, uh, of course, of course, the only thing I could think to say is, enjoying the weather? <laughs> oh, like, but, He's but, like, yeah, I freaking live here. <laughs> of course I am. But for me, uh, the weather was on my mind because it was 10 below when I left in. He didn't care. Did and he all he back? did, I wish, I wish we were on video today, but all he uh. did was go, <laughs> motion his hand outside towards like, the weather. Idiot. Towards of course the weather. Towards the weather. Yeah. And then he did something I didn't expect Ted Koppel to do is he picked up a newspaper and started, started reviewing the news, but he didn't buy it. And I almost and then I found out later that uh, I, I thought, well, if, I, <laughs> if I'm going to run into him again, I'd better be prepared this time. So I went to Wikipedia and learned a little bit more about him. And oh, I learned he wrote, wrote a BMW motorcycle. I thought, next time I see him, hey, Dad, met you at Starbucks yeah. the other day. Yeah. How's hey, your BMW? I ride too. Did you make, and you make the motorcycle <laughs> yeah. signal with your hands? Yeah, that's beautiful. So anyway, that's fantastic. I broke every rule on Captain. And I take it you didn't see him again. <laughs> I did no. not see him again. Now, what's funny, in Ted's BBC podcast, he's talking about these <laughs> creepy American tourists <laughs> that don't know what to say to him, so they always ask him about, about the weather. weather. <laughs> and here I am, that I'm always talking about how old men, all they can talk about is the weather. And I never talk about the weather. Why did that come <laughs> out of my mouth? No idea. We can't help but get old, can we? But that in the whole funny, five days funny, I was there, I never funny. had one person come up to me and say, hey, wait a minute, I recognize your voice. Are you, are you, <laughs> you Brian Bill Neal? <laughs> Anywho, I bet we have listeners in Captiva. I bet I'm we do. sure we I do. I bet we do. Somewhere so we and, and I had an, uh, a meeting with a listener, a local listener, and he said something interesting that I didn't think about. And I'm curious if any of our other listeners do this. His name is Gary Galvin. Do you know Gary mm-hmm. Galvin Technologies? He has a he has a, a really nice boutique. Uh, I call it boutique. It probably offends him, right? He's probably some mat, you know huge business. Um, he does um, consulting around Salesforce.com and things like oh, that. Oh, okay. When he listens to our podcast, which he does usually when he walks or, or uh, goes for nice. a, a little getaway, he listens to it on two times speed to get oh, through it faster. I have heard so he said that. Yeah. that your voice sounds interesting when it's live because I'm used to hearing it in 2x speed. <laughs> so for Gary today, we are going to talk really <laughs> slowly. Hi, Gary. How's the so, weather? 
because that's my go-to. How line. is the weather in Indianapolis? <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, I've Isn't heard people good? doing that. I would do that. And you can do it. I, I, I would absolutely X. do that yeah. two times. So there you go. So that. there you go, Gary. Slow today for Gary. So he doesn't have any complaints about the four, now almost five-minute ramp. <laughs> no. he can get through it in a minute and a half. No, he's done with his first lap around the track. <laughs> All right, a couple uh, little things, little details to talk about, right? App. Yeah. You want people to go download the app, right? A lot of app uh, downloads. Yes. Go to, uh, just go to the App Store on iTunes, and you can download it. We had uh, a couple hundred last month, almost 200 yeah, people right. da- uh, downloaded. Yep. And uh, we're going to be uh, doing some things for the app, I believe. So anyway, it's, okay. not, it's not just to appear on the front of your phone. It's, there's going to be some extras there. No. But, uh, and I'm going to be in England. I gotta, oh, yeah. Don't forget to promote. I don't think Good. it's going to be as big this time. I don't know. I, I just have a feeling maybe people are kind of done with it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they didn't like it last I, time. I, seriously, you, March you thought, thought I ruined it, it all. Was. Uh, I'm, it's probably the case. So there's probably going to be two people this time. And what, uh, March day? 12. March 12, okay. uh, 6 p.m., Heathrow, Sofitel. I'll be there uh, in the bar. And um, I'll buy the first round of drinks. Okay, and good. I probably won't have as many round of drinks as I did last time. Those English people, you know, they, they can you gotta look put it, it up back. Last time, dude. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Thanks for a long flight home. <laughs> All right. We had one guy who, who said, hey, I hear Brian's coming to England, and I sent him the information. I think you may have emailed him, and he was like an hour away. He's like, no way. He's not, not coming. Exactly. It's true. Yeah, I think yeah, Heathrow is really hard Brian's to get to. It's very going complicated. nine hours. Yeah, no, they don't you know, care. doesn't matter. I, would, I, I, don't, I don't blame him. That's okay. Know, so we'll be there. Hopefully someone will come join us there. Okay, today's topic. Yeah. We are uh, – there's a there's – a, a uh, movie called Risky Business mm-hmm. that you mentioned. Risky Business, that. great movie. Tom Cruise, I believe, starred in Risky Business. And Risky Behavior sounds kind of seedy sometimes. People are like, I don't, yeah. I don't like to engage in risky behavior. Now well, talking. today we are going to talk about engaging in risky behavior yes. in the sales world. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this is sales stuff, so it's going to be clean. So um, this came, this was inspired by a client um, interaction I had this morning where I had a, uh, a client who was working on a deal, and they're in a a construction bidding type of environment. And that's a very kind of bloody market sometimes. And he got some feedback from a, a general contractor he was working with, and he's a subcontractor. He basically said, you're you're in fourth out of fourth place on the bid. And so we had some discussion, like, do we just close it up and stop working on it? Because the guy said, I really want to work with you, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, if you're going to do anything else, you got to get something for it. So if you're going to see if you can, you know, re-engineer your deal to make it better, you got to ask him something that's out of your comfort zone. Basically, where do I need to be? And he's, well, I can't ask him that. They don't tell you that. And I said, well, you got to. You got to do something. So the story goes, he went ahead and asked him. That's perceived risky behavior, um, yeah. and got some information that was real helpful to him. Was able to. Um, re-engineer his deal a little bit, even specifically a portion of it that, that he learned about and uh, ended up getting the deal. So the question is... How did wh- he How did he ask it? Did you... Or do you want to talk about that yeah. later? Well, we, we can talk about it. No, we can talk about it now. Um, yeah, he he kind of took half of our advice. I wanted, I wanted him to go strong, in my opinion, strong and say, um, hey, look, uh, I, I just can't work on this. I can't spend another... Uh, you know, ounce of time on it unless I have this. So if you can't get this for me, I'm going to bow out. Yeah, that was my language. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he went down a little bit more desperate path, and he admitted he's a, he's a little attached to this thing. He okay. said, "Man, he basically said, man, I did a ton of work for you here, and so can you throw me a bone and tell me just get tell me where I need yeah. to be? You know, a little, little bit weaker, but got the outcome. But did some it. less concern. Right. And he did that's it. He right. did it. He was not comfortable doing it in the first place. He wanted to just go and and guess. You know, so we want to talk about what are some perceived risky behavior situations in the sales process and 
how can you get um, the language and thinking straight around these these scenarios and um, take some what you might see perceived risk to help yeah. you in the sales process? That's a good topic. Yeah, you know, I when you were when you brought this up in the pre-show, the the three-hour pre-show meeting. Right, right. It was yes, uh, section two. <laughs> it. I almost wonder if it if it feels risky if it's not the exact right thing to do. Ooh, say that again. If it feels risky to you, the salesperson, to do this behavior we're going to be talk about, t- talking about, it probably is the right thing to do. That's brilliant right Because there. if it doesn't feel risky, then it's it's not that you wouldn't do it, but it does. it's not on the edge. And That's I think great. sales are made on the edge That's of, great. boy, should I ask him that question or not? And, and yes. it's exactly the right thing to do. No doubt. And I tell you what, that's great. That's a great statement. That's in the loop. You go back and loop that over. Loop. Listen to what Bill just said. Play it over and over. Yep. Because average people... That average that are average performers don't, don't do the do edge it, stuff. No. Yeah, this is no. the, the the fringe people, the people that are in the right tail that, that outperform everyone else. Do what you're talking yeah. about here, and that that's exactly why. That's and great. I think what you did with him is you gave him confidence, and and whether he asked it the right way or not, and whether he gets the deal or not is sort of yeah. irrelevant. It's more yes. about he had the courage to take the risk. He and did to make the make the yeah. move. Yeah, definitely. So let's take a couple scenarios. So Bill and I've written down. Yeah. I've got three. I think you've got four, maybe. And uh, we're going to talk about the scenarios, and we'll just give some 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 permission, some inner game ideas, and maybe some uh, language around them too. Yeah, so, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I think any question about money, because mm. uh, c- your client had one. Where yeah. where are we basically yeah. money wise on yes. this? But I think also there's the pricing question that can be uncomfortable. But there's also the how much is the problem worth to you? How much is the solution worth to yeah. you if we can solve this problem? And that sometimes is uncomfortable because. A, you know they probably haven't thought through it. Right. So you're not only asking a question they're not going to know the answer to, but you're asking a question that you really need to know if you're going to juxtapose the price they're going to pay with the value. Yeah. So yeah. the whole economics question, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast, is can be uncomfortable. And I think it, you approach it the same way as, look, I'm about ready to ask you a question. Do, you want, do we want to get Let's into tactics? Let's do it, yeah, of course. Here? Yeah, tactics are good. Um, uh, no, people like uh, tactics. Go I'm ahead. about ready to ask you a question that you may not have an answer to, but I need to kind of have a sense of what it is so that I can put it into context with how big a problem it is. And that is, have you have you uh, explored how much this problem is costing you, or has mm-hmm. cost you, or will cost you? It all depends on what your what your solution is. But yeah. I think that's a a question that can make us uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think money always, almost always, makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. I just spoke to a group of college kids, and the, this it. it down at Indiana University that are in the this um, job career development good, thing. Good, good. brought that money thing up, yeah. and they were all none. I said, how many of you talk about money or income in your interviews? Out of about 210 kids, twice. So 420 kids, mm-hmm. zero. Yeah. Zero people are scared of yeah. the subject. Yeah. Great one. Great one. And it's harder when you're 23 oh, or when way. you're you know, yeah. 43 or like me, 50, um, 47, <laughs> or whatever. 49, yeah. yeah. How's the weather? Bring it back. Okay, here's one. Um, Asking for a commitment to a decision or a calendared next step is perceived to be risky. And I think what occurs here is people get a little squirrely because they've yeah. had a – and I love – a lot of my clients joke about this when you, you've said on the podcast a couple of times, they'll come back and say, well, I had a great meeting. We had a great meeting. Yeah. Well, what the hell does a great meeting do for you? It doesn't – you know, it's, what does it mean? What is a great meeting? So you have a great meeting, air quotes – and you don't end it with some sort of commitment, yeah. hard, strong commitment to the next thing, because we think, well, it went so well, I don't want to screw it up or yeah, seem overly care aggressive. Of yeah. yeah, I just, I didn't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say no to anything or anything like that. So, I think that's something that's absolutely mm-hmm. fear-based. People see it as risky because they think they're going to get in the way. And I tell you what, if the meeting was that good, they'll love 
to get a calendar yeah. out. They'll yeah. be, they'll look forward to that. They're like, yes, please. You'll yeah. know real fast if your meeting was as good as you thought it was. <laughs> as you right? thought it was. Yeah, totally. But I wonder if that whole commitment thing, I mean, uh, that's a big, that would, we should devote a whole podcast to the, the concept of commitment, not only the customer commitment, but also our Hours commitment. Back. Because it can be big. And if I'm not willing to make, if I'm not all in and willing to commit, yeah. then is it going to be harder for me to get the prospect to commit? I think the answer is yes. Absolutely. So no doubt. when you look at commitment, I think you have to check your own house out a little bit and say, okay, am I, how committed am I to this, not just the piece of business, but to my profession, to my company, yeah. to my skill level and yeah. all that. That's good. That's good. You got one? Good. Another one? Yeah. Let me let me peruse this. <laughs> Your list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, here's one. Oh, oh found one. I just happened to there. have one. Hang on I a just... second. I've got five sheets <laughs> filled out here. Here we go. Page five. Um, I think sometimes, and I know you you have asked this question before and like it, as do I, is the whole idea of forget about pain for a minute. Mm-hmm. What are your goals? Mm. What are your aspirations, your ambitions? Not necessarily personally, although That's you could great. ask that if you're in a, in a mode of sale of that type of product, but what are your goals for this particular project yep. or initiative? What would really make this thing be the best possible solution? Not my product, but the entire thing that you're selling into. That's great. So in, in the... You know, if I'm selling accounting services, what are your goals for your business? What are your financial goals for the business? Because my accounting services may take on a different look based on what your goals are. That's great. I think that's a hard question for people because you never know what you're going to hear. And you may hear something that you cannot influence. Yes. But you have to ask it because how would you, why would you not want to know that? Yeah. And and I think this has come up in a couple of different uh, recent training sessions. Oftentimes, salespeople get called in for a specific reason, Right. I got a problem here with yeah. my salespeople. Yeah. Bill, come in and, and talk to me about training my salespeople. That's what we get called in for, so it becomes the project. Uh, hey, Bill, our uh, internet's slow. Come in, I want to talk to you about um, upgrading our internet service. There's, there's all sorts of specific things. And the risk there is if I go off topic, I'll annoy the other person. Yeah. Well, yeah. he called me in to talk about his salespeople. Why would I ask him about his vision for his business? Yeah. That's not why he called me in. That's where I see the perceived risk. Yes. And you have yep. to go there. Because when you go there, you, you you do all sorts of things we talk about. You demonstrate bigger value, better questions, all those sorts of things. Yeah. You learn more. It's really yeah, good. I think there's uh, several risks there. But uh, yeah. either way, ask that question. Oh, so we've talked about a couple here. Ask both of those questions. Yes, very good. Uh, okay, here's one that um, we've spent a lot of time talking about, become a huge fan of. And I still think people see perceived risk in it. And that is telling your personal story. I just circled that Did one, you my really? friend. You I'll have to, to mark s- that <laughs> one out. <laughs> well, there's another one I think we have the dual. So maybe you can take the other one that we did in the show prep where you've, okay. you've got the same answer. Maybe not. And I think that the perceived risk there, and I just had someone say this to me, is people don't care. People don't care yeah. about my personal yeah. story. And if I, and you know what they'll also say to me, they'll go, you know, you, you talk about, you know, getting to the CEO. CEOs don't have time to hear no. personal story. They want to know results. They, they want to get bottom me? line. Baloney. Mm-hmm. Baloney. It's crazy. They will always, always connect you better if you can open up and connect your personal story to what you do and how you do it and why that's helpful to them. Yeah. Always, yeah. always, always. It is not risky. People will be interested. I guarantee you if you do it. And if you work on it and craft it yes. and get really good at telling it, more and more people are going to be For good sure. at it. For sure. You know, I, I always, uh, whenever I see a, a, we're talking about a web video or, a, you know, some type of an email, somebody says, well, that's too long. That's two minutes. Nobody's going to sit for two minutes. And I'm like... Yes, they do. They sit yes, for they two hours of. <laughs> they do. They sit for two-hour movies, you know, long, sure. three-hour boring yes. movies. They'll yes. sit. They'll sit for roots for they God's will. sake, seven days. <laughs> um, I I had one which kind of was what you talked about earlier, but the whole thing of where are we? 
Mm, yeah. You know, if if a deal is dragging on or you're not really sure, maybe you left a meeting, like you said, a good meeting on Friday, yeah. and by next Friday you haven't heard from the person. Yeah. I just kind of want to know where are we and where are we can be. I prefer it not be an email. Yeah. I had to I had to do an email a couple of weeks ago to a guy who just fell off the fell off the uh, radar screen, fell yep. off the grid. Yeah. And really, the question is, I'm not sure where we are. If we're here, then this is the action I'll take. If we're here, this is the action. But help me. Yep. And usually, when you ask it in a nice way, verbally or be, via email, people come back. And no tell you, they'll tell you the truth. They will. Do we have time for one last? Yeah. One? Let's go one more. Okay. Last one. And I think we both talked about this a little bit, is the perceived risk of going around or over someone's head. Oh, yeah. Do you have that one? I do. Circled or squared or starred? Uh, well, I just exited out because I was going to use that next time. Yeah. Um, this, this is a very, very common thing that occurs. We get and talk to the wrong person. And I say yeah. wrong person from the standpoint of there's someone else that's going to go make a decision or be part of it. We're not there. So we're scared. Scared. We're scared. We think it's risky behavior to insert ourselves in or around that person to say, okay, we need to go talk to them and, and do this and, and that. So that is never, ever risky if you're intense pure. Totally If you're agree. intense pure, you, you have a duty to involve everyone that's going to be involved in hiring you. Yeah. You have a duty to do that. And you can use that language. You can say, look, I, I personally see it as a duty. Anyone that's going to – I used to say this when we were doing commercial lending. If, if your name's going to be on my loan documents, I have to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Because I would have people that would be like sort of representing another person. That's and I'd right. Say, no, 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 no. You're, right. If you're going to sign a promissory note with your signature, that guy is, I got to talk to yeah. him. Have yeah. to. We did a webinar here a, a while back called Calling on the Right Person, and it's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, there's a lot of interest out there on that because even in social media, we can get connected at a place where we know someone or get introduced, but that doesn't mean that's the right person no. or the right people. Yeah, for sure. And like you've always said, it's uh, it's about perspective, getting their perspective. And you yep. can't, it, the days are over when you can call on one person, unless you have a very small product to sell. But if you have an enterprise type of solution, you gotta, you got to find other feedback. Extremely rare. That was a good one. Yeah. Go to like advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. Join our LinkedIn group. We're over 2,000 people right now. We had a million-dollar prize for the 2,000th person, but we can't figure out <laughs> can't our figure algorithms out it won't is. work to figure we'll out We'll save it that is, so. for the 5,000th. How's that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's our and next uh, go download, d- download the app, too, for you yes. uh, uh, frequent listeners. You'll get lots of fun stuff at the app coming soon. Got some good shows coming up. Stay tuned. Bye.